This is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Welcome to the Not Lukewarm Podcast with Diana Bartolini, a speaker, writer, and spiritual director who wants you to know your faith and live not lukewarm. Hello, everyone. It is Diana Bartolini with the Not Lukewarm Podcast. And if you listened to the episode last week, you may recall that we are starting something new this week. We are starting a book study, and we are going to be unpacking the book Habits of Freedom, Five Ignatian Tools for Clearing Your Mind and Resting Daily in the Lord by Christopher S. Collins, who is a Jesuit. And I have with me my favorite person, my favorite deacon. Hello, Diana. Thanks for uh, having me back in the Live Not Lukewarm studios to uh, join you in this little book study. I'm happy that we're doing this book study together. And so... So am I. The first thing we're going to do is we're going to ask this question. And then we're going to answer it for you, too. We're going to ask the question, how does God get our attention? Oftentimes, he gets our attention by pulling us pushing us, putting us into some sort of disruption, some different environment than we are used to. In scripture, we see that he often calls people to the desert. If you've ever read the book of Exodus, that is a huge calling of people into the desert. Jesus is also called into the desert. Those are just two examples, but you can see how it's disruptive. How does God disrupt disrupt us now? Because we're not being called into the desert, are we? No, no, we don't have a desert around here that I know of. But there are other deserts in our life, like unexpected health issues, which I can relate to. I can relate relate to them as well, having been there with you, even though they didn't happen to me. This is true. What are some other things that happened? What what do you think? Why do you think God calls us into something different to get our attention? I think we can get um, lazy in in the life that we're living. We get complacent. That's the word I'm looking for. And maybe we don't notice that we're we're not doing exactly what God would like us to do. We're not doing it as well as as we are able to. It should be. So he he, um, puts some stumbling blocks in front of us sometimes, taps the shoulder of some people, And in my case, uh, he has to hit me in the head with a two-by-four, almost literally. So just some things that that do disrupt our normal, quote-unquote, lives. So that disruption, though, instead of being a bad thing, can turn out to be a positive. Because as Father uh, Collins says in the book here, he says that when we think about this disruption, this calling out of our usual situation, He says that it's not so much of necessary evil to get through, but exactly the place where God wants to meet his people, that they can enter into union with him and to have true intimacy and friendship. And so the desert is the destination, because in the desert or in those times of suffering, he makes the point that if we have nothing of ourselves to rely on, then we truly find God. And by finding God, we become more of our true selves because we rely on God's care and friendship. And that really is something that St. Ignatius, of course, talks about as well. He talks about that 
what we are created for is union with God. And every single day we face obstacles, choices, decisions that have to be made. Ignatius says that we need to have something that he calls a holy indifference. That's not an easy thing to think about because indifference sounds as if, well, I don't care. You know, if you've, if you've ever raised a teenager or been around teenagers and you ask them a question and they roll their eyes and go, whatever, whatever, nobody likes that. You don't like that comment. I doubt anyone likes that comment. It's because it's indifferent. But a holy indifference is when we say that whether we have a good thing happen, a bad thing happen, whether, you know, everything goes our way or nothing goes our way, we are indifferent. So in all circumstances, we want to be close to God. And our circumstances don't dictate our response. Our response, we want to try to make it one of goodness and holiness, always turning toward God and, and his help. So that's this idea of holy indifference. Well, I'm glad you explained that because I, I did read it and um, did not fully understand what I was reading at the time, but I'm glad, uh, I'm glad now I do. Thank you. Well, having gone through the spiritual exercises and studied to be a spiritual director is often where I, well, not often, but that's where I learned a lot of this because that's what I studied was Ignatian spirituality. Let's go back to the book before we get off topic too much, because you know I can do that. He talks, Father Collins talks about this notion of discernment. And he makes the point that discernment is ongoing. It is. What discernment means, the Latin root of the word, it means to separate out or to distinguish. And so I talked briefly in the introduction last week about the, discern the first rule and the second rule of the discernment of spirits, which is that if you are going away from God, you're going toward the things of the world, toward the evil one, you're going to feel that biting and stinging of conscience. Whereas if you're going toward God, you're going to feel more love, uh, a, t a tenderness toward God, an increase in your faith. And so we continually have to be discerning how our life is going, whether we are going toward the good or we are going toward the bad. How are we supposed to continually discern? Well, we do have to find time in our day to, to sit back and, and spend, spend it with, with God, thinking about the little individual things that happen during a day and, and whether you reacted you know, the way God would want you to or or, wow, I, I could have handled that situation a little differently, a little better. You know, just doing that with, you know, in, in a nice, quiet place. And uh, we do have a nice, quiet place here. We do. In our, yes, we do. So that, that's one thing we could do. And then open up Scripture and take a look at Scripture and see how that relates um, to our daily lives. Because God is present to us all the time. It's not that he is not. It's more that we have not taken the time or the initiative to step back and look at where he was present to us or how he was present to us. When we do this, so the Ignatian, Ignatius taught to have a daily examine, which is to examine your conscience and examine your day and to therefore see 
as, as Deacon John just said, like where I've done things that I shouldn't have, but then also not only where things I shouldn't have done, but where have I seen God, right? Because the goal of the Christian life is to integrate God within our daily life, to not keep him separate. Like we don't put him in a little box that we take out when we need him, but he's a part of our life on a consistent, regular basis. Quote from the book that I really like, when, when we do the examine and when we do that stepping back, when we read scripture to just pause in the busyness of our life is that when we take that step back and we see it through the lens of God laboring to make his love known in the little things on a daily basis. So God wants to make himself known. I think we think we don't see him because again, we're not taking that, that time and we're not clearly discerning where is our life going? Which way are we moving toward God or are we moving away from God? The last, well, not, not the last, but the second to last thing that we wanted to talk about was this idea of being disrupted, which is different than being interrupted. I- interrupted is when I'm, I'm trying to you know, read a book and the phone rings. That's an interruption or the doorbell rings. Those are interruptions. But disruptions are really the things that like we talked about right at the very beginning, that in some sense, turn our life upside down. Going to the hospital turns your life upside down. And it can be frightening, right? Sickness is almost always frightening, I think. But that's the way that God gets our attention sometimes. It doesn't mean that he makes us sick. That is not what I'm suggesting. But that he uses natural things that happen to get our attention. So suffering is natural. It's a part of life. We don't like it, but it is a part of life. The other thing is, is sometimes we can cause our own disruptions. So we can do something outside of our comfort zone, as they say, or outside of our normal types of things that we do. This is what Father Collins says in the book about this. He says, putting myself into unknown, uncertain, somewhat insecure circumstances has a way of disposing me to receive something greater than I could have expected. Did you get that? And I will drop that in the show notes because it definitely bears sitting with for a little bit. That idea that when you put yourself into some situation that you're not entirely certain how it's all going to turn out, it disposes you. In other words, it, it gives you the ability to receive some grace that you might not have received otherwise. And it's almost always going to be greater than you expected. God very rarely calls you to something outside of your comfort zone. And one, he is when he does that, he's going to be right there with you. And secondly, when he does that, he's going to give you something unexpected. I believe that. And I've seen that happen over and over in my own life and in the life of other people. Yeah, Have you I ever think seen that, that? That happened to me yesterday, actually. And we had previously talked about this. There was um, a priest who asked me, he just said, can, can you come to church after mass and we're going to do a procession? And like, I wanted to ask him like so many questions because that's what I do. I, I don't like surprises. I have to know everything before I do it. And I'm like, I'm just going to go and show up. How bad can it be? The priest asked me to come to church. They want to do a procession for Christ the King Sunday. And, and, and it was like a fantastic experience. I, I got to hold and carry the monstrance with the procession inside a church because it happened to be raining. 
And, and I mean, I was just like, you know, inches away from the host and the monstrance. And it was just unbelievable. Unbelievable. So it, of course it worked out great. And, and when he says that he likes to have all the questions answered before he does something, he's not exaggerating at all. Not at all. Not at all. And yet look, so he went and did this. He said yes to the priest who, you know, was that an inspiration of the Holy spirit? I don't know. Was it that, that Deacon John was in the right place at the right time when he was asked to do this? I don't know. Well, the wrong place at the wrong time. You could look at it either way, right? <laughs> um, Not that it turned out that way, but it was. Um, yeah. I mean, you said yes, and something said, beautiful happened. It did. It did. And so that brings us really to the final quote that I want to leave us with before the not lukewarm challenge, which is this. When we pay attention to what the circumstances are, to what is going on in our lives right now. So we see what's happening. We know what's happening, but then we have to open up and allow ourselves to be displaced, to be discentered, to be opened up to something different, and then to allow the Holy Spirit to move, to act, to allow the word of God to be spoken and heard by me, by us. And that's the whole point of doing something different. It's not like a daredevil challenge, like, okay, now I'm going to go jump out of an airplane. I mean, if you want to go jump out of an airplane, please use a parachute and safety measures. You that's not what we're that. talking about. I know. I would love to jump out of an airplane. Mm. With a parachute but, on. Yes, with a parachute on, of course. But to allow ourselves to be displaced, decentered, opened up to something different. Imagine if we did that not out of fear, but out of trust and out of love and out of the belief that when we do something different for God, it is going to turn out in a way that we do not expect and better than we expect. Because then we're allowing the Holy Spirit to move instead of us trying to be in control over time, all the time. Because just like Deacon John may need to have all the answers, but I can't sit here and say, I don't need any answers. I like to be in charge so I know the answers ahead of time. And I can just tell everyone else what to do. I can, I can be a little controlling, not going to lie. It's in that surrender and in that knowing what they are and giving them up to God that we become really the people that God created us to be. So not lukewarm challenge for this week. And it, it's going to go along with the book, all right? Uh, I'm not pulling it from the book because I don't want to take father's words and, you know, act as if they're my own. They're not. Uh, but for this week, think about a time in your life where whatever plan you had, whatever thought you had about what was going to happen got totally turned upside down, whether it got turned upside down in a good way or in a bad way, positive or negative, doesn't make a difference. A time where things were turned upside down. And how did God work in that time? What wound up happening in that time that you know was God moving and working through the situation, in the situation? That is our challenge. For good this. challenge. Good challenge. Well, you helped me come up with it. So of course it was good. Next week, we are going to talk about chapter two. And again, the book that we are discussing is Habits of Freedom by Father Christopher Collins, S.J. I hope you all have a wonderful week. And I hope you all remember to always to live not lukewarm. Live not lukewarm. See you next time. 
Thanks for listening to the Not Lukewarm Podcast, a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, tell a friend, or leave a review wherever you listen. Show notes and links are at notlukewarmpodcast.com.